0: We're not done. We're not done. Check this out, live and direct. Live and direct. Make more force moving is an up no trend. You you must learn. Just like I told you. You you must learn. <laughs> you 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 must learn.
1: Word anniversary once referred to the commemorative feast in honor of a Catholic saint. Today, we use the term for a celebration of any past event that took place a year or years prior on the same date. This year in particular marks the 20th anniversary of a hip-hop record distinguished by its raw sound, uncompromising lyricism, and social commentary, J.Ru the Damage's debut album, The Sun Rises in the East. 1994 was a powerful transformative year for hip-hop. Nas, OutKast, and Biggie Smalls each dropped their debut albums, while other more established artists released projects regarded both then and now as milestones in the genre, one of those being the Sun Rises in the East. Jay-Z was only 21 years old when he recorded the album, 22 when it came out on Payday Records, and the album was well received in the hip-hop community. In a review for the source, Shorty, aka Miss Info, writes, "While only 10 full cuts, *The Sun Rises in the East* is short, but well worth the money for those who think they can handle j rues mind spray." What you're about to hear is J-Ro, the Damager, taking us track by track through his DJ Premier-produced debut album, *The Sun Rises in the East*, delving into an array of subjects and stories such as waiting and watching for Nas to create Illmatic, spending formative years with the members of the Wu-Tang Clan. The nature of brooklyn pride his inspiration drawn from his family friends and predecessors and the story of how he got his pet hamster this is you must learn and also in the set from dirty rotten scoundrels we got my man jay ru the Damager. yo tell him why you're the man
0: and if you wasn't from this town then you couldn't fight and win i was
2: born in brooklyn east new york It it. It was kind of rough, you know. I'm not even kind of rough. It was it was very rough in that time. Well, not really. The 70s were pretty fun. Then crack came out in the 80s and destroyed the streets. Um, I started rapping when I was like around eight years old because my aunt she was rapping, so I wanted to do whatever she did. You know what I mean? Because she was like kind of, you know, she was bad to me, like, all right. But you know, it's so funny now because now I see she's always writing like poetry. You know what I mean? As like she she's uh, has kids now, she has grandkids, but I noticed that she's always writing poetry. I think she, she was just a natural poet. and I started noticing that I was pretty good at it, you know? And it was always, it's always just something that I've always wanted to do, like creatively. And I used to hang out with my man um, Blase Blase, you know, when the East is in the house, P.F. Cuttin. Actually, my mother, this is a funny story. My mother used to actually work for P.F. Cuttin's father. In his italian restaurant in the kitchen you know so i mean my mom i guess my mom was in the like early 20s and yeah so i knew pf cutting since we were kids like actually um this is a really funny story his pops he had some hamsters and his pops wanted to get rid of him so because his moms ain't like him so they gave him to me ask the killer wu-tang clan we went to high school together we actually worked at mcdonald's together <laughs> like for a little bit back in the days Um, yeah, a bunch of dudes. But who did I admire when I was growing up was like Super Rhymes.
0: Rhymes faster than a speeding bullet. Has more rhymes than a train has tracks. Able to reach sucker MCs in a single rhyme. Look at the jam on the mic. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, I'm super rhymes. Big makes you want to swing while I skim see rap doing our thing, it's not singing like it used to be. No, it's rapping to the rhythm of the beat. It goes one for the money, two for the show. You got my beat now. Here I go. You see, this DJ gets down, mixing with while they go around with a hit. The hop, you just don't stop. You're to the beat till it makes you drop.
2: Right, because Super Rhymes was from East New York. And then I might also, who's not a rapper, Dondy. Right, cause Dondi is from East New York. It's like right there, over there, by Fulton, by the train station. Right, so I lived right on Wyona over here. So I had all my little graffiti friends. You know, he was like the idol to them dudes. You know, when You see this J train go through. You know, see the big ass Dondi. You know, so that because I, I, I was always into graffiti as well. We used to we used to rhyme on the corner with each other and and battle each other and things like that. And then I got older. I start getting better at it. I start meeting some other people, and we used to start like it'd be times it'd be like me, the Jizza, the Rizza, my man True Master, my man Afu Ra, uh, old dirty. Sometimes this is you know we used to just stand on the corner and rhyme and play chess and shoot dice or whatever you know. So um, but I always I always wanted to really really get into it. And then uh, the way that I met Guru. From Gangstar is because uh, I went to high school with, with my man Sandro Castro Shab, and one of his cousins, a dude named Smitty, actually came, you know, with Guru from Boston to to do the Gangstar thing, and so Shab was like, "Yo, my man," but kinda I was kinda like into more criminal type activity then, right? So I didn't really used to want to go or whatever. It's not like old oh, rapping is my dream and I was just good at it, so. Even though it was part of my dream, you know, but when you live in a certain way, sometimes you have to defer that dream, right, to, to just survive like in the jungle. But then we started hanging with Guru and PF Cutting actually did my first demo and I met Guru and Premiere, really, when we, I met Premiere the day of um, the Manifest video. We start kicking and we start getting cool and I had a a demo that I did with P.F. Cutting at uh, Firehouse Studio. Um, My man Yuram. And you know it was there for a while because you know back in the days it was very expensive to record. So you could do your recording but if you didn't have the money you couldn't get your tape out right. It just stayed there till you paid to do. So Premiere actually got my demo out for me. And the tape was all messed up anyway. I mean, I knew Guru and all of that at the time, but we wasn't hanging, really. You know what I mean? Like, we wasn't hanging. I was um, I was hanging with my crew in the East. You know, my, my little Brooklyn crew. I started going around more with Dap and my man Tommy Hill. That's when I really started to go and hang out with Guru. And he took me in. You know what I mean? Put me up under his wing. And, you know, I'm sure we put him through hell, too. You know, God rest his soul. Like, sometime now as an adult right and he was older than us he was 10 so if i'm 17 he's 27 right and we're doing like childish shit we're doing 17 year old shit right and he's putting up with us like and i know me now i like to be alone i like my own space and i imagine he did too right now but we didn't care right we were like infringing on all of his time you know what i mean but if it wasn't for him like having that love for us and even letting us do that, I wouldn't be here today. The chemistry, I, I can't even explain it. It's like it's like hanging out with somebody that you've always known. You know what I mean? It's like we doing, we eating and smoking weed, and drinking if we drinking, and creating, it's, it's, it's seamless, that's what it was, like everything was seamless, it was no, it was never an issue or a battle to get anything done, right, it was like, alright, we gonna do this, boom, it's done, so the chemistry is like we were the same person almost, you know, it was like Voltron, right, That all of the different parts working together, and, and that's how we did it He had all the records So we would just listen to records That's what this thing was. We'd be sitting there listening to records And if we felt something was dope We'd look at each other And it'd be it Or he would come Because he would have it already in mind How he would do it Or he would have a drum pattern already in mind How he would do it So it was always different It was never the same process It wasn't just Alright he comes in with the beat And it was never that process it was always a process of us sitting around the studio and listening to things. He might have been working on something at home and then he'll come in and we'll listen to it and we'll change shit up or whatever, you know what I mean? He'll drop in some different hi-hats or whatever it was. So it was, like I said, it was never the same process. It wasn't the thing I know where some guys, they come, they give you the beat, you rock the rhyme. You, it wasn't like that. When I was working on my record, Preem was also working on narciss Illmatic record.
0: Your time, Word. Word. It's time. It's time man. Right. Yeah. Straight out the dungeons of rap. Where fake don't make it back,
2: So basically I spent that was a good thing too, cause I spent a lot of studio and the time with Prem and Nas, right? The whole time that he was working on this record. Like they would come get me, it'd be me, Prem, and Nas in the studio working on this record. So I got to really be like, alright. I know what my competition is, right? I know, like, I gotta look out and be ill because dudes is coming retarded with it. He was he was working on Illmatic, and I had had my deal and everything. It was good. The goal was settled. Like, he was just in the studio. I don't know the exact time. Like, I can't remember, but I had had my deal already. So it was after Come Clean came out. And so it might have been he's working on his record in '93. Me and Preem was just tight like that like we would just hang out so whenever he had sessions i would be like in them you know what i mean just their comic relief you know roll some
0: weed the (laughs) The
2: setting kind of grimy a little bit but not super grimy um very smoky you know very smoky the men's bathroom was horrible uh, you didn't want to go in there for nothing um, Pool table, lounge Records, a lot of records were recorded in d Fat Boys, uh, Dennis Brown records Like all types of records I remember one time I even met Rico Suave up in d d You know, Gerardo, that was funny Green did a record with Gerardo intro is from one of my favorite movies ever cartoon anime joint called fist of the north star right so that's the intro to fist of the north star that's what he says when the actual that's the actual turn and then we just dropped the beat on top of it and i memorized it just getting high watching cartoons and was like yo this is what i do for the start of the album seriously that's what it was it was like a lot of the stuff on the album, there was no real planning. Like, it was planned, but most of the records were on the fly. Like, that's why my record was so much about that record right there was really me because it was so much about what I was doing on a day to day basis. It was me going to the store and I would think about, I'm gonna call this song this, you know? Or I hang out with a chick or something
0: be like, alright, I'ma write this song, you know?
2: The reason that I made that song, the original, is because um, you know, I came out with Guru and on the record is j the Damager from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, right? But then a group came out called Dirty DRS and they made that song. This, this is for,
1: for my homies, my This is for my homies,
0: where? See you when I get
2: there. So I'm like, oh, they biting. Like, I'm the original Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. So that's where we came out with the the idea for The Original. And it was just like, yeah, it was time to get grime. If you're going to call yourself DRS, you're going to have to hold it down because the original Dirty Rotten is here. It was a movie with uh, Steve Martin and what is it, Michael Caine?
1: Steve Martin and Michael Caine are competitors in the Riviera's most profitable business but with very different stocks. Do you have any idea what it feels like to take a woman for 20 bucks? No, I haven't. I'm afraid it's a little out of my class. Can two con men survive in a town really made for one?
2: And um, I always liked it. And one day, you know, I was in the train. Station. I was like, oh, we're going to start calling the crew Dirty Vite Scoundrels because that's how we get there. And that was it. So it's like the, the little crew name, you know before trains were graffiti proof i used to get loose right dirty rotten since the days of the deuce because you know we used to go up on uh 42nd street and um you know do things that we weren't supposed to do so that and that's when they used to call it the deuce right and um yeah so like i said everything in, in my lyrics are mostly real like i'm not just making things up to rap about Everything is real So yeah And I wasn't like An ill graffiti artist Or nothing like that You know I would just get up On trains and cars And stuff like that You know Every now and then Get a little Small little space somewhere I wasn't like But I used to know A lot of graffiti dudes And who used to get it in Oh man I was getting locked up Quite a bit Um Yeah I mean That was the time right When you do things that Are against the law You tend to get locked up if you get caught, but I never had to spend any significant time in prison or anything like that, you know, but I was getting locked up. Once I started rapping, let me tell you something. Changed my life, B. Straight up. Changed my life. I didn't want to do the things I was doing because I know that would have been it for me. You know what I mean? Like, I saw my path. I'm smart enough to see my path. Right To know, all right. this is the way to go. And I mean, don't get me wrong, when I had the first record with Gangstar on them out, I was still ripping pockets with my man and them. And uh, one day, you know, it was actually the night of a Gangstar show. We ripped the pocket and almost got caught. And that's when I decided that I just don't want to do it anymore because it's going to blow that opportunity that I had.
0: grand groove, grand master, like back in the days Holdin' my own on the street and the microphone You can't rip it, I grip it and flip it Trip it down memory lane, back to the park jams We used to spark jams, now niggas get jam on shit I say jelly, my vocals ripped through Yeah, Pele, Pele, you can't see me, so you can't hit
2: me Brooklyn took it, basically, is There's something that exists on this plane of existence In this universe it's known as Brooklyn Pride.
0: Brooklyn at? Brooklyn at? Brooklyn at?
2: Brooklyn at? And if you are a Brooklynite, you have it. We met Big because Guru and Premier lived in a Branford Marcellus's house on Washington, and Big and him was down the block. So we would, you know, see them dudes when we'd be coming from the train station or going to Guru's house, and that's how we got cool. Actually, that Dab, you know, I remember one time Dad was on the, he's on his porch. Smoking a blunt with Biggie and um and Guru comes and like, oh man, why you got all these neighborhood dudes, you know, by the crib and all that. You know, that that basically 1980s rapper stuff. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, dudes was getting robbed back in the days. So yeah, we were cool. I know Big from off of the block. I didn't, you know, not a, not for no rap thing or nothing like that. A lot of guys I know who rap and stuff like that. I knew them before we we all knew each other rapped or the case may be. Yeah, it's just, I'm from Brooklyn, and when you're from Brooklyn, man, when you're really from Brooklyn, not when you live in Brooklyn, but when you're from Brooklyn, especially, you're going to go everywhere. That's why that's why. That's the saying, it's Brooklyn in the house. And Brooklyn took it, that was my Brooklyn pride record, to let everybody know, listen, you know when Brooklyn is in the house, it's getting, it's getting taken. Like how KRS once said, right? Manhattan keeps man, on, on making it, Brooklyn keeps on taking it. So... That was it. That was perfect since those days, because we know, because Brooklyn, when Brooklyn come through, things get snatched. You know, so that's what that was about. That That was straight Brooklyn pride. A lot of guys nowadays and even back in those days were talking about criminal activity and weren't really involved in criminal activity, whereas my thing was the opposite. I was trying not to talk about criminal activity, but was involved in it.
0: J.Ruda Damager The original Dirty Rotten Scouts You know what I'm saying? And we be on the microphone doing lyrical kung fu. Any man who dares challenge us will be destroyed You know what I'm saying? The perverted monks in the house
2: That skit, that was our, our war chant You know, that was letting people know who was coming through? The perverted monks are in the house. That's why it was all so chaotic. We wanted it to be chaotic because that's how it was back in the days when the, when the crew, when the ill crew, came, things got chaotic, you know, and you had to, you know, who's in the house. Well, this one is in the house. The perverted monks are in the house though. And then let them know, you know, it's lyrical Kung Fu. Like we not just here to, to, to uh, rap, to be rapping. We here to kick off heads, you know, chop off body parts.
0: Yo, I fool. Yo, what's up? Yo, yo. Come here, come here. Yo, let's freak that rhyme we was freaking the other night. Yo, I'm with it. Yo, just set it off. I'm saying, though, after this, it's no turning back, dude. Hey, yo, just set it off, man. Journalistic linguistics. Check out the mystics. We're fantastic. You mean fantastic. Fuck it. You get your ass kicked. Challenge my verbal gymnastics. Man-
2: All right, so if you notice, like nobody rhymed on on my record except me And that was just like my best homie, my man, I Fool Like I remember before he used to, he never even used to rap Like I helped him write his first rhyme in the park You know, because he used to always like be watching us when we on the corner rapping And he knew everybody's lyrics I'm like, son, you know everybody's lyrics just come up with your own joint and next time so next time we on the block and we smoking the l you gonna come out and you gonna you know fuck dude's heads up so me and son sat down and we wrote this long ass rhyme called don't play me you know what i mean and then he just memorized it and because we went back and forth he wrote most of it but i, I was just like oh maybe you should say it like this or whatever and then one night on the block, we was all on a session hitting on the garbage can. Son just came out and murdered it, dudes. It's like, ah! And that was it. So I decided, you know, when I did this record, we were also roommates. Like that's my that's my road dog. You know what I mean? It's like my that's like my, you know, uh, it's like long range and tanto or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh freaking frack, whatever. Like, that was my right-hand dude. So I was like, we gonna make this record and we gonna, we gonna, but we gotta kill it. And he was like, back. So we just murdered it.
0: Yo, a special guest on my show is the K. To the S, to the O, L, O. And me, the capital D, the O, the C. The A, K, the a, a, K the P, a, the P, the a, M, the B, D. And me, the E to the D to the O to the U to
2: the B to the L to the E. It's time, P. EPMD is my favorite rap duo. So I was like, yo, we need to do it how like epmd was doing it with the back and forth in and out verses you know that's like that's even like the that's the more of the original format of kind of like rap right with, with when you rocking with somebody because like run dmc did it and and all of the other greats did it right like all of the the um kumo d and all of those dudes they all did that at some point right like Back and forth with each other.
0: Well, I'm a T. I'll dog my face. I wanna get you on the corner. Beat Charlie Chase. Go, crush Charlie Chase. As cute as could be. You sell your soul to the devil to play like me. Well, I'm the R. Ruby D. And you got a lot of nerve. When you play against me, you know you're gonna get served.
2: I think it, it, it makes it more skillful. I think the bouncing it around like that, because just to do all right, you do your verse, and then I do my verse, cool. But it shows we have more skill. If we can, like, kind of go in and out and make this one thing, we're one unit.
0: I'm not talking about the queens, but the bitches, not the sisters, but the bitches, not the young ladies, but the bitches, the bitches, the bitches. Now a queen's a queen and a stunt is a stunt You can tell who's who by the things they want Most chicks want minks, diamonds, a Benz Spin a ball, your ends, probably fuck your friends
2: Now, the bitches was not It was, it was the confusion The bitches was not calling all females bitches It was differentiating between what I felt like was a bitch And who was a stand-up lady, you know what I mean? Because this is around the time we were hanging out in clubs a lot chicks want you to buy them drinks and they acting funny or it's like I could be hanging out with guru and the chick will show him love because he's guru or this person and then show me no love but then if they see you on then you start to get the love too so I just thought that was mad whack so that's 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 where the bitches came from but my name is Rue. if somebody say Doug is a sucker I don't look so if you're not a bitch then it's not applying to you you know, and, and that's just it. I was hanging out with a lot of different rappers and a lot of different or people from the hood or when Chicks found out you had a record deal or whatever, things change. So I was just, you know, speaking upon it. Like when we started a song, we finished the song that day. We went and work on different, we already know, this is what we're gonna put in the hook. You know what I mean? It's like Cream was like, oh, well we need to use the joint from Ice Cube.
1: Let's describe a certain female. A female with a disease of character and attitude. If you will, a snob. However, in the view of NWA... A bitch is
0: a bitch, sort from of poor or rich. I talk in the exact same pitch. Now the title bitch don't apply to all women. But all women have a little bitch
2: in them. So that was already like predestined to be in there, right? It wasn't just like, oh, we come up with this. But it was just like, all right, boom, that that's what it was. Like we already know, yeah, I'm going to say the bitches, the bitches, and then,
0: bitch. Oh, yo, look towards the darkness. Nah, nah, yo, look towards the light. Yo, what, oh God. Yo, what is that? It's a supernova. Nah, nah, man, that's a black hole. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, it's, it's, it's. it's. I leap over lies in a single pound. The black Pocket. one day i got struck by knowledge
2: of super can't stop the prophet i always wanted to be a superhero you know what i mean i always wanted to be a superhero and i thought what would be the coolest way for me to make myself a superhero that it would be real right because like my whole thing especially when you're like 22 is about being real Right. So I said everything on my album is real. So now I have this superhero story. What makes it real? And then I decided, but whoa, if I personify hate, hate, greed, envy, all the things that I deal with in my real life, it makes the story real. So that's what that was about. And then, and it's also, I wanted it to be relative. Because that's what makes hip-hop relative Or any type of music relative, right? Is that if, you know, that's what makes people like it The fact that they can relate to it So I know that all people deal with these things So, see, people think that Can't Stop the Prophet Is about me calling myself a prophet No, Can't Stop the Prophet is the name of that character Who exists within all of us And who's constantly fighting these different elements of life Perverted monks was another name for my little crew, me, my man, I fool. Um, all my crew I was rocking with because the perverted monks is uh we was really big into into Kung Fu movies. And it was a crew in the movies, and they were monks, but they were um they would do foul stuff like kidnap chicks and things monks shouldn't do. And the perverted monks, it has two meanings because to be perverted, it's it. Also means to be twisted and not understood, right? So we were saying that we weren't, we we're not, we're misunderstood, we're misjudged, right? We're not understood. So we, but we still are focusing like monks, you know. So that's the perverted monks. That's it. Like the misunderstood students, the misunderstood masters, you know, the twisted masters, because it, at times we have a certain level of values. But then at other times, that could just all go out the
0: door.
1: (laughs) You have the hiccups. That's what it looks like.
2: I, I mean, I was always watching... Kung Fu movies before I met the dudes from Wu Tang or anything like that, and that was just something that we just really had in common. that was like you know you have a glue, right? So that was our glue, like kung Fu movies and chess, right It's like we we enjoy those things, so we um had to we shared them, you know what I mean? We would sit down, watch it, have fun, get burned, you know. It's part of my life uh, Kung Fu movies You know um, Hot, to cool, the vicious Like things like We talking about like 70s Kung Fu movies Like you know um, all Everything Shaw Brothers ever made Well most of them Because sometimes they have too much love stuff But um, you know The 60s I like the 60s Kung Fu movies Like um, one of my favorite joints Is uh, with the chick She's actually in the movie uh, Crouching Tiger Crouching Tiger, uh, Hidden Dragon, and um, she plays a silver Foxhood, the old lady. Her name is Pepe Chang, and she um, she was in this movie called Come Drink with Me. It's 19, think 65, it came out. But it's a crazy movie Like that's one of my favorite movies Like she's like this chick Named Golden Swallow Right What a name <laughs> Golden Swallow Right But she's ill And it's so funny Because if you watch that movie You can see a lot of the young guys Who are in the movie Who are just like Background players They're like the ones Who play all the old men And like Have all these major parts In all of these Shaw Brothers movies Right But they're just like Background dudes And I, I thought that was pretty cool
0: you I'm be fooling
2: around I tell the truth
0: now secret, secret As devil search for the secrets to immortality I alter my physical chemistry Bop through the valley of the shadow of death I exist even when no things are left Vibrations transcend space and time This
2: song ain't the devil happy You know Basically, it was just saying how we have to take care of us, right? Because it's all types—it's all types of crazy shit going on in the world we, with the illuminati's and all that type of stuff they talking about. You know, that's why I started off as a devil, search for the secrets to immortality. I alter my physical chemistry and that's what it was all about being a vegetarian and everything like that because you altering your physical chemistry right in order to deal and vibrate on a higher plane of existence and I think this song right here was just about the consciousness of um, life and you know a lot of times when you say the devil people always think that since I'm a black dude I'm talking about the white man right but the devil comes in all forms and all, 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 cause like, like I say, every brother ain't a brother and every other ain't an other. So that's why I said in the end, it's just us. And that's why I referenced like Abel and Cain cause they were brothers, but yet so different. And, and, and those differences created, you know, treachery and all that other stuff. So, and until, you know, we get past that, the devil was real happy. And then, and and the laugh, bar, ha 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 ha. That's from a RZA record. Um, I'm What's
0: there? the name of
2: that? <laughs> <laughs> after the laughter comes tears.
0: to take back that's
2: what's happening mind spray um f- I wrote this record because um I just wanted to show how ill I was and you know in in come clean I said' Janine spray my mind spray so I wanted to take that to the next level and show what happens when my mind sprays you know what I mean so I'm just coming that's why I'm coming with like The rapid fire rapping. Because if you notice in all my records, I try to, I never rap the same. Like you can listen to every record I've made in the last 20 years. You're not going to find the same style of rapping. I don't, I don't have a, like some dudes have a style, right? Where they rhyme the same every record. But I think, I think some of the better rappers or the greater rappers, I think they don't have that i think they just rap to the beat you know so it's always different it's like i don't write like i don't write a rhyme actually until i get the beat you know like some dudes that have rhymes ready and try to fit them into whatever because they just have that style but i can't do that because every beat makes me feel different and it makes me articulate myself in a different way right because the music has, has different articulations or whatever, so that's what that is.
0: You want a front one? Jump up and get bunk. If you lucky, then your luck. I fake gangster and make them faggot, flam, your nine spray. my mind spray. We
2: were on tour because of the I'm the man thing and um, you know, Kuru sometimes didn't go to sound check. So we would check the mics and boom boom boom. And and permission to always cut up to make sure it's ready. Uh-oh, heads up, cuz we dropping some shit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh heads up cause we're so I was like, yo, son, we should do a record with that as the hook. He was like, Bet, when we get back to New York, we're going to do it. So we did the record when we got back, and we pressed it up ourselves. Guru put it out on his own label, Ilkiz Records, because nobody was messing up with us. We had one of the dudes who was working down at the label ship it out for us to all of his, you know, DJs and all of that. And then one day, actually, not too far from here, over on uh, West 4th Street, over there by the cage, we standing out there smoking the L. Car comes by I hear my song Then another car comes by I hear my song But not where it should be From the car that was in the front It was at the same place that it was before Then the next thing you know We just start getting mad phone calls Like yo Mad labels wanted to sign me
0: Word of mother, king like my father My town survived slave ships, whips and chains, hardships Still through all this, the praise roll off my nips Bring your guns, change the tongue, force your religion On me, cut my hair, the vibe still exists To destroy the molesters of my heritage What they conceal,
2: the drums reveal My royal lineage The reason that I made jungle music Is because you gotta think about it At this time when, when rap was out It wasn't the most popular music in the world, like it is now. Like today, rap and all that is the most popular music in the world, hip hop. But remember, before it was like, oh, this is horrible for us and uh, people were burning records And it was like Oh is these black urban kids Destroying the minds of the youth In our neighborhood and so, Like jungle music I think I heard somebody say Oh they listening to that old jungle music You know So that's why I said I, I'm going to take a, a negative And make it into a positive
0: Magnetic being, I get charged rhymes. I run right through them like a big box of Trojan Lodge. MCs try to hang, but it's a Brooklyn thing. Poison slang,
2: poison fang. Po- Check out the way this record static came about is because we were in the studio listening to the records for um to sample, and this record had a scratch in it and it kept skipping to the static part, right? And I was like, Yo, preen. Word up We need to do a record Because that's all I say to I would just say Yo we need to do a record I was like yo We need to do a record Where I'm rhyming The static son And he's like Bet That's how it was It was just like We need to do this And he bet And boom And and that's how it happened So that's how that happened If That was like an accident We were listening to records And it was shh Shh He was like yo That's kind of ill He had a beat playing In the background It's like yo We need to We need to because that's how, I like, if we had the drum pad and we'd be listening to records So the record just starts skipping to the static I was like, yo, we need to do a record with that Like, word He's like, that I did this to be legendary You feel me? I, I made all of these records to be legendary I don't want to just go down to history as a, a rap, dude You know? that's why you made records you made records in order to to stand the test of time to be known and remembered as legendary
1: you must learn was produced and edited by peter oasis written by dharmic x and executive produced by evan auerbach Special thanks to Sarah Honda for the love. You Must Learn was recorded in your mother's basement next to your favorite blogger somewhere in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. Please subscribe to You Must Learn on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever great podcasts can be found. We are also on SoundCloud. Until next time, this is SoulCon. I hope that all of you are inspired. Thank you for coming. Good night. You must learn.